Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the dude who's going to try and maneuver the offseason, see if there's any more moves for the New York Knicks to make. Because guess what? It's never quiet around these parts. It never is. Something's going on in the middle of the night, right? Right? We had Kemba Walker right. come, out of no- come out of nowhere. All right? Now, we got the talks of Miles Turner because that rumor has been... You know, it's like bunch. Of, it's like fog. It's slowly coming in, slowly <laughs> getting thicker. It's making more noise. It's it's getting in your windshield. You can't really go down the road that that easily. It's getting, getting, getting starting to get a little misty too. All right, but that's why we got my guy here. We got my guy John Malik to break this down with me. John, how you doing today, bro? How you doing, man? Alex, always killing it with the intros, man. Always killing it. I'm good, dude. I'm really good. This whole Knicks off season, like you said. This little uh, kind of silent assassin approach that the Knicks have been taking has been fantastic. Uh, it, it really intrigues me, and that kind of makes me think that's why this Miles Turner business is not coming from the Knicks. The coolest thing that's been happening with the Knicks, the Jets, and honestly the Yankees, this especially this year, is every every big move they make, nobody has mentioned. Right. Anthony Rizzo and Gallo come out of nowhere for the Yankees. We have the Jets, of course, making all these crazy maneuvers during the draft and whatnot. And now we see the Knicks pulling out Kemba Walker out of nowhere. So the fact that this Miles Turner thing, the Deshaun Watson news, oh, everything that's always in the news that's going to happen, right? The Yankees are going to get all these pictures. None of that stuff has been happening with these, you know, 2021 regimes. So. I'm excited for none of that to happen. <laughs> you you make a very good, valid point amongst all three of our favorite teams. They have been making moves in silence. They're moving like G's and lasagna. It's just not hurt. But I like <laughs> it. And, you know, it's kind of refreshing because we would read the Daily News. We would read the New York Post. We would know exactly what's coming. You know, it's like Knicks want to get Carmelo Anthony. It's like it's probably going to happen, you know. Uh, New York Yankees want to get Alex Rodriguez. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Uh, the New York Jets are going after Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, I don't know. I think the most, I think the only thing I could say that we knew was going to happen between all three of these teams was Zach Wilson going to the Jets. That was yeah. probably the only thing. And that I'm not even too upset about because it's a rookie. We're talking about quarterback. It, it's just, I feel like that, that, that's fine when we talk about football because we, we want to know who the signal caller is. I think players, when they're coming to a new team, they want to know the direction a team's going when it comes to football because quarterback is that guy, right? You, you are winning on that guy. But for basketball, I didn't see a Julius Randle extension happening right now. People were thinking it's going to happen next season. I didn't expect him to take much less. People were like, he's going to go wait, go get that 200, 200 some odd million dollars. Uh, ex- not even extension, but contract next year. Didn't do that. I like it, man. I like the way this team moves. It shows that they have a lot of, it shows that players and every, and most people in Madrid, I won't say everybody, I can't speak for everybody, <clears throat> but it shows that there is some sort of level of trust, understanding. Everyone's on the same page, you know, refreshing, absolutely refreshing. I don't need <laughs> bullshit articles coming out saying, eh, well, you got something like this coming in from one side, the other side. And it really tells you who's got connections to the front offices and who doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we could the the BS articles are still there. We'll talk about that later as as it you know retains to as it pertains to the summer league. But just to stick with the Mitch Robinson um, and Miles Turner rumors, right? The the those rumors are Mitch Robinson and Kevin Knox trade for yeah. Miles Turner. And my theory is it's coming from Indiana. And the one thing I don't think. In, Anybody's thinking about is the new coach for Indiana is Rick Carlisle. And everybody knows Rick Carlisle is dying for centers that fit, that fit the Tyson Chandler model, that fit the, um, K, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess KP model, but that kind of moved, right? That fit the Nerlens Noel model. Remember, Nerlens Noel turned down like $94 million from Dallas. <laughs> like Rick Carlisle's trying to lock him up. So like, and so these are the kind of guys that they want. So he doesn't want a Miles Turner. He wants a Mitchell Robinson. So it feels like it's coming from their camp. And speaking of Mitch Robinson, I know we're in summer league, man. I know we're going to talk about summer league, but it's almost September. It's almost that like the fall is right around the corner, Alex. And that means that Mitch Robinson's contract extension deadline is up and he can get his max, which I think equals like 150 mil. Do you think that Mitch Robinson is going to get that contract? But first, do you think he's going to get, do you think all this trade stuff is nonsense? And you think it is coming from Indiana or you think I'm kind of out of line with that? I don't think you're out of line with that at all. You know, we wouldn't like, look, it's, it comes back to, let's look at Andre Drummond, the whole Andre Drummond thing that we had during the regular season. Did the Knicks want Andre Drummond? We had one, we had one publication saying that there was under consider, major consideration. Then we had another publication, shout out to Ian Begley, who was like, there's one voice, like legit, like a small voice that wanted Andre Drummond, right? We haven't seen anything. I usually go with Ian Begley the most because he's kind of like a straight shooter. He tells it like it is. We haven't heard anything from him saying Miles Turner really like it's, it's so heavy on the Knicks side. I'm sure the Knicks are considering it, right? There's been so many connections with Miles Turner and the Knicks for so long. But I wouldn't put it past uh, the actual like Pacers putting out something like that because you make valid points, right? Who are the centers that they've had, 
right? Who, who, who are the centers that the Dallas, like whether that Dallas has had Tyson Chandler, who's that new, who's that new guy? The, oh my God. Was it, uh, what's it like Duncan or something like that? Am I, am I, am I going in the right direction? Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not too, I'm not too heavy on the, I'll, I'll do a quick search for, for his name, but they're pretty much prototypical centers. You know, they're not, they're not guys who are going to extend the four few. They're rim protectors. Same thing that, you know, Tom Thibodeau likes, but I don't see, I just don't see, uh, it's not that I don't see. Oh, oh Dwight Powell? I take that back. Dwight Powell, thank you. Oh, I'm okay. going nuts. Uh, Dwight Powell, I mean, yeah, and they Dwight also Powell. have Willie Cauley-Stein, which also fits that. Exactly, and what type of centers are those? Mm-hmm. Not guys that are shooting threes. We're talking about rim protectors, guys who are off. Nobody like, with the ball in their hands. Yeah, exactly, you know. These guys are in transit. They're lob threats. Not Nothing too, nothing too crazy. So... I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds about right that Rick Carlisle would want a Mitchell Robinson. And let's also be real. Like they got DeMontis a bonus and he's, he's a good center for them. But Rick Carlisle likes having a traditional center who's like a seven footer or close to that that could protect the rim. And you could say, well, what about Miles Turner? I think Miles Turner got a big contract that hasn't really turned out, hasn't panned out for that justification of a contract. And he's been a backup to Sabonis, who's been much better, in my opinion, than Miles Turner. So I could see that. I could see moving that and trying to get Mitchell Robinson, try to get him on the cheap and see if he could fit in. And then trying to, sw- like, not swindle, but entice the Knicks and taking Miles Turner because that connection's been there. I would say shout out to, Ch- to Chuck D and doing the Shattered podcast. Remember when uh, there, there was one episode where they were talking about James Dolan and he saw Miles Turner. He's like, I like that guy. So there, there's that. I I would have yeah. put it past. I would have put it past too. And, and you know, look, I, I mean, and not, it's not helping that Randall and Miles Turner are are practicing in the off season. For sure, that's a big that's a big aspect of it too. And to even add on top, but to add on top of that, I don't see that deal happening now. And here's another shout out to Nick Film School. They Jeremy Cohen and Jonathan Macri did cat the cap seven point oh. Dude, that was such about, a good episode. Such a good episode, and they were talking about the type of moves they can make financially. And for Miles Turner right now, doesn't seem like it could happen until either post-September or closer to December 15th, Mark, because that's when guys are eligible to be traded. So if that move is going to happen, it's not going to be now. It'd be more so later towards the trade deadline. And I know you're going to bring up this topic because you asked it. Are we going to extend Mitchell Robinson, right? There's That window is also closing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't see how you can, if they, I could see them trying to extend, right? Cause they, like any business, let's try to get it done. See if we can get this guy in a good contract deal. But Mitchell Robinson, the player probably wants more money and understands like this may be not a lost opportunity. It could be a lost opportunity, not that last opportunity, but a lost opportunity. So I guess I don't see a deal getting done for an extension. I think I see both parties trying to reach something right now, but. I also think that it's going to, it's going to stall. Nothing gets done. And then by the trade deadline, they'll see what happens. And I think they'll move Mitch if they feel like he's going to walk in free agency. That's how I take it. I'm going to throw it back to you though. What do you think about it? Yeah. I think it goes, first of all, shout out to Sabonis. I, I, I think that he's, he's going to turn into more of a stretch four. Uh, in Carlisle's I- ideal offense, at least. And that's why he wants that center behind him. 
But I also just randomly, I think that Karis Levert is going to be the most the most improved player of the comeback player of the year uh, this year, coming back from uh, that cancer scare. Just just throwing that out there. I was looking at the odds uh, this past weekend. Just uh, just throwing that out there. But anyway, as as it comes out to uh, Mitch Robinson, shout out to Nick's Film School. They put they did really put out a really good episode, um, and they did talk about the implications of the Mitch Robinson contract. Extension. And I first, first and foremost, I want to talk about how we always say to pay attention to their personal lives. And Mitch Robinson has had a tough time with one, his agents, right? He's been sure. uh, moving around those. And second of all, his injuries. And so I, I believe that he wants to get a deal done now. And it's, it's in his best interest to get the ex- contract extension done right now. And not bet on himself for another year. Okay. Because even though the salary cap is going to go up. And on the other hand, I believe that his max contract extension is an actual discount for hit for what he is, unless he's injured. You know what I mean? And I think the Knicks have to be weary of having another Joachim Noah on, on their books. Like, be, because that is the worst case scenario, right? They just sign him for the extension and then he, and then like for some reason he doesn't get the injury designation. And then he's just on their books. That's the worst case. The best case is we sign him for the max and then he becomes literally a cheap contract by next year. Like if you max out Mitch Robinson and he becomes the Mitch Robinson that we are, we know and love and expect literally by next year, he's a cheap contract. He's a, he's a, he's a complete bargain. So you have to think about it like that as well. I think the Knicks want to maybe pay a little bit less than the max and maybe. Due to the fact that Randall has set the precedent of not taking the full max that might entice Mitch to maybe not take the full max, even by a couple million dollars to give us that, you know, little to give the Knicks some wiggle room. But I, I hope he gets a full max, honestly. Um, so what's the max again for Mitchell Robinson? I believe it's about 150 mil. I believe it's about 150 million. I believe that's the number for five years. We're talking about. Yeah. I think it's, I think, yeah, I believe so. Let me check it though. See that to me, that's like, I'm a little weary on that type of number because for five years, 150, I will get, I will get Jared Allen. I find that to be a steal, right? Wait, it's four, so, it's four years, it's four years, 56. Oh, four years, four years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Four years, 56. Um, if it's four years, 56, then yeah, then I would totally, uh, I would totally, Try to make that move for fifty six million over over four years for Mitchell Robinson. I think that's a very solid price. But to your point on like Joe being like a Joe Kim Noah signing, I mean Joe Kim Noah was legitimately uh, like a, we're talking one hundred twenty eight some billion dollar contract over like four years. Yeah, and yeah. he after one season you see that he wasn't there with Mitch. At least he's young. You could say there's hopeful potential. Um, I know this past season was. Of like a flukish type back to back major injuries for him and he couldn't finish it out. But the season before he, he pretty much played most of the games. I think he missed like six out of all those seasons. So you know that he can play. And I know he had some injuries his first season too, but he still played a majority of the games when, if available. So I think if you look at it from that standpoint, that it was really this past season that the injuries are now a concern. Can he stay healthy? And then you're saying 50 something million. I think that's still a movable contract for anyone that says, you know what? Let's take a gamble if you want to do it. 56 million for an up and coming center who's true, like 
like rim protector. He he can finish in transition, right? A true lob threat, uh, rim runner. That's what I'm saying. It's a bargain. It's a bargain yeah, by a next bargain. year. Literally by next year. If he if he's anything like what we expect, I'm sorry. The what the 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 nine figure was the Noah contract. I got that mixed up. But the the Robinson contract is going to be a literal bargain by next year. The problem is if you have a four year fifty six million and he's just this guy who's injured on the books, it beca- it's trouble. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that it does like hinder the books, especially when we're really trying to fill out. I, of course, the big 15, but really like the top 10, right? And we need those salaries, especially when it's, it's going to start getting top heavy. You know what I mean? With Randall, with, you know, an RJ Barrett, I'm sure extension coming, you know, at some point. And then with another star coming as well. And now we have all these guys locked in for at least two or three years, especially Fournier. You know what I mean? The, the books start getting tight. So. I personally, I think it's going to happen before the beginning of the season. I want it to happen before the beginning of the season. And then it kind of just takes the pressure off of the Knicks, man. We don't have to, we don't have to think about, oh, are people going to be traded? At least we could last until January, like the, the, right before the trade deadline, before we start hearing the rumors of Knicks trades and stuff. But once you sign everyone, then everyone's kind of locked in. You know what I'm trying to say for at least three months. So we could just like quiet the rumors and just play basketball. But again, man, anything that's in the news, I would just caution Knicks fans and NBA fans regarding the Knicks right now. If it's in the news, it's probably not happening. My man, we're legitimately having Twitter wars over Mitchell Robinson and freaking Miles Turner, which is comical. I just do, I do not get what we're doing right now. Just like let's, let's relax. Take a step back. The Knicks are moving like a legit, like a good organization for once. Can we enjoy just the process? Let's just enjoy the ride and see what's happening. We don't need to argue over Miles Turner and Mitchell Robinson. That's just my take. But you know, I think we got we could keep we could keep moving, John. Let's keep moving. Let's uh, let's talk about before we get to the summer league and break down a couple other guys. What do you see there being any other moves? On the horizon, like once the season starts, do you see anything? Do you think this Miles Turner trade is something that we should be on the watch for as the season comes on past December 15th? Or do you see, or do you think there's another move that's coming in general? And if so, any ideas? I mean, regarding the Pacers themselves, I, I don't think they want Miles Turner on the team for the reasons we discussed. But as it pertains to the Knicks, I'm really not sure. I, I think we just kind of want to run it back. You know what I'm saying? Like everything about this offseason makes me think that the Knicks just want to run it back. And all we did is we took out Alfred Payton and we literally put in Kemba Walker and we took out Bullock and we put in Fournier. That is what, like, that's all that happened. And then we just, you know, signed everyone back up and tried to get more guards rookie guards instead of you know the rookie forwards in there that's that i mean that, that that's really the only difference this year so i really don't think we're going to do anything i think we're going to just sign mitchell robinson and we're just going to run it back and we're going to see what happens and if we're hanging out like we did by the deadline then we might make a d-rose type of tr- trade okay I can, I for can... for now yeah no, no no i think i think that's like i think those are i think that's I think that's true. I mean, 
we brought back four of the main guys from last season, Derek Rose, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, right? And, um, oh no, I'm sorry. Evan Four, three, 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 three of the four guys. Evan Fournier is a new one. And then we got Kimball Walker, as you mentioned. So, oh, Taj Gibson, that's the fourth guy. Whoops. Sorry, Taj. Uh, but no, like we're running it back with the same squad. So I could agree with that. I think this is just a slight marginal move trying to keep the books flexible. If they're most of these contracts are two years guaranteed, but for most of the part, third year is a team option. Evan Fournier is the one with three years being on this team. Fourth year is a team option. So who knows? Kemba Walker's two years fully guaranteed. I think Taj Gibson is a one year guaranteed deal. So I don't see, I don't see a major. There would be a major move that I could see coming down the pipeline, right? And I think that's that's fine if you just want to run it back and just make that marginal move. And I think what we're really going to see this season is more of development of our young guys, right? And this could, like, we saw R.J. Barrett uh, take that step in year two. I'm expecting a big three, year three for R.J. Barrett, you know? We have Drew Hanlon talking about off-the-dribble shooting. I can't wait to see that. I would expect him to do a little bit more playmaking, even becoming a more fluent finisher with his right hand, while driving down the lane. So I'm expecting to see all those things coming through. What about you? Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. This is going to be the big, the biggest. I mean, let's start at the top. Do we agree that Randall might regress a little bit? Right. And if Randall regresses a little bit, then that means that RJ Barrett has to progress a little bit in order to kind of balance that out. So yeah. if, yeah. No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. I was going to say, if those two can, if those two can kind of, you know, keep equilibrium kind of on that note. And then Kemba Walker is able to hold up the offense a little bit better and kind of bleed into some minutes, man. Because the problem for me was more that the pressure was just on the backup guards. And yeah. Peyton, would, Peyton would just come out right away, and it was so annoying. Like seven minutes, and he's out. Like, what are you, what are we doing? So yeah. I, I, I'm excited for like that stability. You know what I mean? Because I, I think that if you're Randall in the first quarter, you're kind of on that mellow. You have that mellow hat on. We were like, yo, the guard stinks. No one can score unless I do anything. The only time we're going to have an offense is if people start double teaming me. So let me just start, let me just start, you know, pulling up from the beginning to see what happens. Because if I start scoring, then they're going to double team me and the, and the offense is going to score and open up. And I don't think we have that pressure now just because of Kemba Walker's presence. You know what I mean? Like Kemba Walker just standing there makes a difference. You know what I mean? And like the fact he's going to cross you up and uh, and that presence excites me. The only thing I'm really worried about, man, is the defense. <laughs> we, we, who's going to guard the best player on every team? That, that's my question Ooh. to you. I like, don't think... Like, like, like a team walks into the door. Like, you know, any team you want. I don't know. Let's say the Nets, right? The, the Nets are here. And forget that they have stars everywhere. Like, who's guarding KD? Hey, I think this is, I think this is a chance of, like, pushing in on the offense and taking that step back from being, like, a stalwart defense, right? Sometimes you don't need to be the number one defense, got to have that balance of offense and defense. We're not, I don't know if we're going to be that uh, defensive stalwart team that we once were. Probably not. I said with Evan Fournier over Reggie Bullock, not that Reggie Bullock is this all time worldly defender that can shut down anybody, but he's good enough that he may, he always took on the toughest assignment. Evan Fournier, he's a good, he's a good team defender. He's not a great 
He's an okay on ball defender. Kemba Walker, we know he's got arthritis in the knee. He's got surgery. We know he was rushed. We know that was just like the issue with him coming back. So hopefully this season he's refreshed. He's ready to go, right? Julius, you're going to have good defense. Whoever's our centers will give good defense. RJ will give good defense. We're going to take a step back. We are going to take a step back defensively. But I think there's going to be enough buy-in where all these guys will give that collective team effort defensively. And that's really what we need. We need guys being able to make the rotations, step up. That's really what it is, you know. And we need our centers to really be the rim, like the the rim protectors that they are. But it will be rough, man, for uh, defensively. Offensively, we will be taking a jump, especially if Kemba is healthy. And, you know, Kemba has to be healthy. You know, that's really – that's. That's probably the scariest part is that we have we he if he's healthy, that's a lot of playmaking. That's a lot. That's a good amount of offense in the starting rotation, right? Defensively, we have one of the top second units. Uh, I mean, not defensively. I mean, on the, the second units, we have one of the top offenses for second units. D Rose, man, quickly, Obi Toppin, Alec Burks. Uh, it's I, I would be. I expect that unit coming back and being the same, even if you have Noel in that second lineup to still be in sync and ready to go. Yeah. And it should be better because there's consistency. And I also expect we're going to talk about, you know, improvement. Emmanuel quickly and Obi Top and they look good in summer league. And they've shown improvement so far and being more comfortable as year two veterans. And I think we can go there right now, right? I think we can go there right now on summer league. John I've enjoyed watching summer league so far. The, the, the portions I could get to the portions I could watch rewatching games. I'm happy what I'm seeing in Emmanuel quickly taking that leadership role as well as Obi Toppin. We discussed this last time we see, we know that they're expanding Emmanuel quickly's role being a point guard and seeing what they can get out of him so that on the court with him and D Rose, you have two playmakers working in the backcourt rather than just one, right? Cause the more playmakers they have, the more you can do with your offense and start being more creative, start confusing uh, defenses, et cetera. Obi Toppin, we see he's getting a little more comfortable in the post, not necessarily strong enough there yet, but he's he's improved. And then on top of that, I like what I see out of uh, Grimes and McBride. I'm kind of happy. I, I think the biggest thing is that, that for me, though, is where do we see Quentin Grimes and McBride getting minutes? But other than that, I've been happy – who I've seen through Summer League. So, John, what are your thoughts on Summer League? And do you see McBride and Grimes getting minutes? Those are my two questions for you. Yeah, so just on the Summer League front, I've really enjoyed it too. And to be honest, after the Alonzo Trier Summer League, I've kind of (laughs) learned to not take the Summer League seriously at all. Okay. And... Honestly, I think that Jeremy, uh, from Nick's film school, uh, said it the best where it's kind of like, I guess, depending on your outlook of life, it, 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 summer league is, it, it, it's a glass half full no matter what, because if they do well, you'll say, Oh, great. That sounds good. Are, are my players are doing well and the Knicks organization is winning games. Fantastic. If they did bad, you'll say, Oh, who cares? It's summer league. You know what I mean? So it's fine. It's just like preseason and any games. You know, exhibition games that don't matter. So I'm happy that they're doing well. And it's, you know, that aspect of it. And we're looking at it from that glass to begin with. But I'm really not trying to take too much 
stock into it. However, it's impossible for me to not take into the stock that IQ and Obi Toppin are too good for summer league. That means something to me. Like it also, yeah, you know, like, you know, it it means that they're better than the competition. Like that for me, they're better than the rookie competition. That for me, that's, that's great. That's a good, that's a step forward. Number two, I do like that they have a system. It's not just like random basketball where I'm just going to go back to it. Like players like Alonzo Trier or, um, that guard, uh, Randall, uh, who was, uh, who, who would come in and who's just trying to score, which mm-hmm. I get it. You, you should, but I, I don't think that's the sit. Now we're playing team defense. We're shooting threes. We kind of have. You know, a, a, a five defense, a five center, like the quote unquote Carlisle center. Now there's a tip center too. You know what I mean? Like the Joakim mm-hmm. Noah. And we're also developing that too. We're trying to f- see a center that fits there, a point guard who can play guard. And so that kind of bleeds into the answer for what you think about what I think about minutes for McBride and Grimes. I think it's going to depend on injuries. So if Kemba Walker and or D Rose unfortunately have to miss some time for load management, let's say IQ is going to step up. If it, if it extends a little bit, like say they have like a week off for load management, I do, I can see McBride getting like Alfred Payton type minutes. Of course, not the starting position, but like, you know, in the back end or like the, you know, the back end of the third quarter, maybe. Maybe top of the second, you know what I'm trying to say? Like in those kind of like plug and play minutes to just play defense. Like, dude, you don't have to do anything. Just go play defense. IQ is going to score. You know, Obi Toppin's going to try to score. Like you, you play defense. Noel will play defense. And then like the, the other, other guys are going to figure it out. You know what I'm trying to say? So defense gets you on the court, especially in the tips offense. Grimes, I feel like is going to have a harder time. Burks always is on the court unless he has COVID, right? Like he, he he's always available. Evan Fournier is always is always available. Like I feel like RJ Barrett is always playing. I feel like he's gonna have a harder time like trying to crack that rotation just based on the Knicks personnel. Yeah, I I, I agree on the Grimes part. I think he's gonna have the hardest. I think he'll be the one that will be hardest to find minutes, especially if he's not feeling it. And we see even through summer league, you know, I like the defense that he's been showing. I love his floor game. He's giving good rotations, good on-ball defense, grabbing a lot of rebounds, right? On top, he's diving for loose balls on the floor. He's hustling, doing everything you want out of a rookie, right? And people may say this before I keep going. People may say, oh, but it's Summer League. Yeah, have you watched all the other teams in Summer League? They're chilling. Like, some of these guys are just chilling on the court. Like, they're not taking it... That seriously, when you watch the Knicks and how they play defense and how they play team basketball, that is a that is culture watching right there. That is seriously some culture like permeating into summer league. These guys are playing team defense. Everyone's hustling, especially the guys that are that know they're going to be on the team. When it comes to when you get the five of Emmanuel quickly, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims, sometimes depending on the day, how, how engaged he is. But the other four guys, they're locked in, like start to finish. 
But getting back to Grez, I, I agree. I think it's going to be hard for him. For McBride, I could definitely see the Peyton minutes coming coming through. I could definitely see the load management. Kimball Walker and Derek Rose are going to need that load management. And I think I think Tibbs understands that. I think after watching what happened to Derek Rose in the playoffs and just losing all steam by the fourth and fifth game, you're like, damn. I don't think Tibbs cares. I hope D Rose like <laughs> I hope D Rose is fake. Like, I think, just like <laughs> tells him, I like, think, oh, dude. I think I think he does care, man. I think he does care. I think last year's roster was just not conducive to having who who we're gonna have. You know, like he tried Frank Nelkina, right? Frank couldn't play point guard. He's more of a wing. But we need a point guard. Can I ask you a question? All right, let's hear it. Game one, Knicks Hawks. Are you putting McBride in there? Instead oh, of Frank yeah. on the last shot, is that yes. going to make a difference? Oh hell yeah, I'm, I'm putting McBride in there on, on a whim, instantly. Uh, and so, so do you do you think that would have made a difference I in w- that game one? I don't know about that, okay. but I definitely would have put him over Frank. Sorry, I just had a flashback because you said sub Frank in. We're talking about McBride, and, McBride in defense. I have flashbacks to the Garden. I'm just wondering if you yeah, think I that would made a difference. Like, that'd be that'd be insane for me to say. Oh yeah, McBride shuts Trey Young. Like, I can't oh yeah, of course, that. of course, of course. I'm just saying. Do you think you think okay? So you think he would have been subbed in there, and he would have given think that so. chance? Okay, th- that's I, huge. I, that, I that's, get, boom, right there. That's where he's going to be able to get in the game. You know what I mean? Like a, well, a that, crucial situation. Well, that's the thing, dude. Is like for t- like for most teams, right? Your offense, unless you're some gifted offensive player coming in as a as a rookie, which is very which is far and few between. The way to get onto the court is playing defense. McBride plays defense. And look, Kemba, Kemba and D Rose are not going to play defense in the fourth quarter and the, you know, the last two seconds with, you know, <laughs> Trey Young about to get the ball. So there you go. My man, we're watching Rokas and McBride <laughs> going, going full court press in the first quarter. <laughs> oh, summer, summer league game. I know. I know. You know, that's what, like that type of energy. You, that. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, that's why, that's why, that's what gets us hyped. And that's why we get made fun of for like, oh, look at all these Knicks fans that care so much about Summer League. Cause like, honestly, cause our players do. They do. So like, it's fun. You got McBride who's going out to dinner at restaurants after Summer League in his jersey. <laughs> it's probably disgusting, bro. I honestly. Know. Yo, like, my it has God. To be, has to be, it had to be like his second jersey. He had to have two. And then I, I was like, it's like, I hope it's his second. I hope that wasn't the game worn jersey. Cause my God, man, you're doing a disservice to everyone at the restaurant. You're like, yo, what the? It's like you can't even talk to like. Can you even you say take a shower, to an NBA bro? player? Yeah, it's like yo, man, can we go back? Go back to the hotel, dude. Just please go back. You're not helping us out. There's probably no. So, yeah, shower, yeah, who knows? Who knows how the, the summer league uh, shower system works? Because they're all sharing a gym, right? They're just going back, back to back, like uh, college style in the same gym. Well, they all they got all hotel. They all have their own hotel room. No, but I'm saying like the court, like you know, it's not like an NBA court where like you go. Oh, true. Cause it's, 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 uh, yeah, because it's at uh, it's at the Thomas Mackey. Uh, yeah, so I probably probably up back, going back to this hotel. I was like, all right, hold on, before I go to my room, just stop at you real quick. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, man, I'm hyped. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with these guys. See how you they. Think, uh, you think Sims is going to get the North Pell treatment? He's on a two-way contract. So, I'm just saying, yeah, so he's just going to come maybe sit on the bench if needed can, one day, but he's never going to actually play. 50 games he's allowed. So okay. I think 50 games he's allowed to play. Yeah, you think so he's if he goes, going to play? Uh, I think he'll get some minutes. I think he'll get more minutes than Iggy Brazdakis did. Okay. Um, and North Pell combined? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. I, I think 
I think I think so. And by like that's not a lot, you know. That's I know that's why I was three games. I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be games where it. I expect the Knicks to be better. I expect the com- the competition in the East has gotten tougher. I don't expect them to be a four seed. I expect them to be a six seed. I think they will take that back because teams did get better. It's not like the Knicks got better. Everyone else got worse. Miami got better. We got the reigning champ of the Bucks. We got if uh, Brooklyn is fully healthy at the beginning. That's that's a tough team. Atlanta Hawks is going to be a tough team. They're young. They have most of their guys coming back, right? It's five teams that just listed right there. It's good. Or is it, was it? Yeah, four teams. Four teams. What was it? Bucks, Nets, Hawks. Uh, what is it? Uh, Sixers are going to be up there too. Heat. That's five teams. I think the I think the Knicks are going to be the six a six seed type team. I, of course, you got to compete with the Pacers. Of course, you got the Celtics, who I think are going to be a um, a play-in team, but there are other teams out there. The Bulls have gotten better. So there's, there's there's a lot of teams now, man. The East is getting a little bit stronger. Uh, but yep. so you, you you heard it here first. It it comes out to exactly six point nine games. Iggy and North Pell's minutes on the Knicks. So you have the over under is seven games, and you got you got seven or over, and I like it. Yeah, I got I, for I Sims mean, this year. I like yeah. that. I think he's going to get some. I think he'll be up with us. He's good. He's, he's able to. He's going to practice with us. Two way you can practice. It's the games themselves. How many games can you attend? Yeah. I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to play over three hundred fifty minutes this year. But if he can, if he no, can no, at no, least no, no, appear, no, no. if he can at least appear in seven or more games, I'll give you that. I think. I think he'll be, appear <laughs> right, more than deal. in about seven or more games because deal. I expect there to be games out of eighty two game season where the Knicks are blowing somebody out by the fourth quarter. And I'm not saying it's happening a lot. <laughs> Don't or we're it. getting blown out. Or we're getting blown out. Let's be or fair. Or we're blown getting out. Blown <laughs> out. Sure. Uh, and and we'll see this guy come in. Uh, but yeah, that's how I feel uh, on our young guys. Just the team in general. I like where the team's at. This is just a really good check-in. This, it's very it's very quiet right now for uh, Nick's off season. But any thoughts on the? And- any thoughts on the rest of the summer league? Like Leanne, like your boy uh, the, in the ball family? Leangelo <laughs> Ball? Yo, he's been killing it. He's the, yeah, it's just funny you brought him up saying he's my boy. Jesus. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just funny because like the summer league means nothing. and But all of a sudden now it means everything. Ball for the Ball Brothers, it means everything <laughs> in the world. Okay, especially when, especially when you have Lamelo, Jello. And it's, it's, it's I knew you to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's comical that you know what's even. Com- I'll say this is what's comical about this. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan got challenged by Levar Ball on national TV for a one-on-one game, and somehow, somehow, from being <laughs> boisterous, he's gotten all the sons currently. On NBA currently, not for the season. Currently, Lonzo and uh, Lamelo are the only two signed. But if Jello gets picked up, and he's a good shooter, man, I got I'm gonna knock him for that. He's just a big, bulky dude. I think he's See, now it means something. Now the summer league means something. It does, look, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm he's been a good shooter. We know about the stupid stuff that he did in college. All right, uh, I think he would have been on. I think he would have been a second rounder. On some team chilling, but now he's on the Hornets with his chilling yeah. with his brother, chilling oh, with yeah. his bro. I just thought it was funny. Uh, that that's just one one of the cool uh, little things from summer league. This question, year. 
Are you are you looking forward to watching the Knicks go against the Hawks and getting some uh, Sharif Cooper action? I am looking forward to Sharif Cooper against McBride. I do think that's that going to be, be a fun matchup. If Sharif Cooper, I mean, he did have that buzzer beater. He hasn't he hasn't been looking amazing ever since. But we'll see how we'll see how he shoots against us. That'll be a nice fun gauge. Yeah, for sure. That should be a good one. Any other players that you're liking? Like Kaminga is looking good for uh, dude. Kaminga, dude, he looks so good. Woo! Jalen I mean, Green. I mean, of Kaminga. course, Cade. Of course, Cade has been absolutely Cade murdering. Look, Cade looked good, man. I that, this draft, I have to say, this one, this draft has been. Uh, I think last year's draft was kind of kind of undersold to us. Not saying that there's a lot of NBA All-Stars, but I think there's a, a, a decent amount of role players from last year's draft class. Yeah. This draft class, this is deep. Like, they said it was deep. They're not kidding. This, this draft was deep. Like, Dude. two rounds deep. It, that is deep. <laughs> Dude, Davion Mitchell is so good from the Ooh. Kings. He's so good. Oh, my God. Dude, hound. Hound on defense. I know. Hound. I, also, I think they're going to trade the Aaron Fox because of Davion Mitchell. Like, all right, we're, we're good so to go. Too. <laughs> yeah. I think so, too. Like, look, I think so, too. Look, I look at that, and let's go. Here we go. Your boy, Ben Simmons. Let's get this conversation going. <laughs> right. Ben Simmons. He said he wants to go to any team in California. I find this pretty comical coming from a guy not saying that he's trash. He just had a poor outing in the playoffs. He's a really good player. And everyone's been clowning him like he's been, like, Trash and he's not trash. All right, let's keep it real. I think he's not giving it his all when it comes to shooting and really being a true on basketball player. But the dude is good. I don't think he has the right to say where he he chooses to go. If you if Portland wants you, you're going to Portland, man. You don't have that type of say where it's like I'm going to go go to a California team. I find that comical. But if you're the Kings and you see that he's cool with going to California, I pick up the phone. I'm saying, Yo, De'Aaron Fox. For Ben Simmons, what do you think? There's so no way. here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Ben Simmons, he has his contract. He whether we like it or not, he has his contract, and we know that he's a diva from the fact that he dates Kardashians to the fact that he can't get along with Joel Embiid and the 76ers, and the fact that he can't fix his shot or he has some sort of head case going on with his shot, right? Like we have to agree to those facts, and so even though he does not have a no trade clause, and even though you might not like it, those factors allow him to have a quasi no trade clause. So you kind of just have to go with the flow because if you're a team like the Pistons, for just say uh, uh, whatever, any any team, but let's just say the Memphis Grizzlies, whatever, who cares? Any team that says we want we want you, and he's like, yo, I'm gonna be more miserable than I was on the 76ers. And you saw what happened on the 76ers if I go to your team. So we all have to, like, what they get, what if he gets stripped to the Cleveland Cavaliers? You know what I mean? Like, you'll get the worst version of Ben Simmons that's ever existed ever. You know what I'm trying to say? So you just can't do that. So, or, that, yeah. Do you get the best version of Ben Simmons so you can get the hell out of Cleveland? No. I honestly, I honestly think he would just steal his 150 million, never play basketball guy. He would just be, just hang out. Wow. He'd just be like a bad player. Yeah, he would just be like a bad, he would just like go through the motions. He would just be like, all right, maybe you get another contract after and call it a day. He just, that's why it wouldn't, that's why it wouldn't happen. Because like, especially the now new empowered NBA, that stuff's never happening. So on that front, he, I think he does have a no trade clause and he kind of does have a right to say where he's going. 
just because that's how the landscape of the league is, to be honest with you. Okay. But your second question, DeAndre, uh, De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons, I think that would be really weird with Buddy Heald. Right, like I think they're ideally they would trade Buddy Heald and and the, and a bunch of picks and stuff, and maybe you know package that for Simmons. Yeah, I like look the I like the Kings would love to pair De'Aaron Fox with Ben Simmons, yeah, right? And I think uh, that just that is it's not, not happening. Right. Okay, so yeah, because because here because yeah, here because here and you know shout out to Macri because he he when I I made my reaction on it he said he could see the Kings doing. All the picks in the world with Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. My yeah. thing for that is why would the Sixers want another center in Marvin Bagley when you have Joel Embiid and you have Marvin Bagley back there? Like, we can pair them. Eh. Embiid likes eh. to, um, 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 if it, I mean, first of all, Embiid and obviously he, needs load management. He's obviously not going to be playing all year. And it'd be nice if he doesn't have to def- defend the, you know, the best center all the time. And to be honest with you, they're probably thinking a little bit about the Milwaukee Bucks and how Joel Embiid gets kind of screwed when it's, a, when there's a stretch. I would say this. If you want to trade somebody, give me Rashawn Holmes to back up. Uh, yeah. I know Rashawn, I, I know Rashawn Holmes is a starter on, on the Kings and, you know, also yeah, he's not going to get back that up anyone. Yeah, I know. But if you want to talk about making a deal, like if I'm not getting De'Aaron Fox, which understandable too for the Kings, but does not make sense because you also got Davion Mitchell? I have no idea what's going. I really have no idea what the hell is going. I would, on I, would lo- I would love if Ben Simmons goes to the Warriors well, for some or, sort of Wiggins and Wiseman package. Or what about this? What if you trade Davion Mitchell with Buddy Heald? And Marvin Bagley and some picks to get Ben Simmons if that's really the way you want to go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he, I don't that. know. I don't know if you'd go. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'd be thrilled about trading all that. For, what are you getting? Like, what is Ben Simmons really going to do for that team now with Buddy Healed, Ben Simmons? Like, where, where are you going? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. No, the trade would say, I'm saying, if you want Ben Simmons, if you're the Kings, I'm sorry if I wasn't clear, you trade Davion Mitchell, Buddy Heald, and oh, okay, Marvin you're putting Heald. Okay, you're keeping yeah. Fox. Okay, keeping Fox. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's say Fox and Simmons. Yeah, Fox, Simmons, Tyrese Halliburton, <laughs> yeah, like, Holmes. Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what is Halliburton going to do? Like, it, it, I don't know. That just, you that, have that three, does, I mean, that you have three work. playmakers. Essentially, that doesn't if you, work. If you really want to, like, get this whole thing rolling, you have, I'd put Ben Simmons as your four. You'd have Tyrese as Jeez. a two. I mean, this is what you got to do, though. Yeah, no, this is a bad team. You, put him in Golden State, bro. Put him in Golden State. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm if telling you, bro. You, if you, I'm laughing at Wiseman, Wiseman, Wiggins, <laughs> and, and, a, and a couple picks. You wouldn't do that if you're the Sixers? Wiseman, Wiggins, and a couple picks. Once again, if I'm like, are you putting James Wiseman as a backup for the? Like James Wiseman, I think could be a legitimate starter in this league. Not like this trend. Like he's good. I think he's a good starter. You're putting him behind Joel Embiid. They could play together. I mean, you put Dwight Howard in Embiid. I, I I I I agree with the fact that if you put Ben Simmons on the Warriors, if you have a Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons, yo, that four, yo, put Ben Simmons at your, as your freaking center and call it a day. Yeah, you keep you you keep it rocking. You you. Uh, 
I do not think Ben Simmons could do any of these things that you're talking about with, with like guarding big men. Like he's he not a big body. To, he doesn't have. I'm not looking at it from a defensive standpoint. I'm looking at it from like an all running yeah, sure, offensive sure. standpoint. Yeah. I think, look, the, the, the Warriors did that with, and I'm not saying he's Kevin Durant in the sense that of scoring. I'm looking at it from like what, like you get a lot of offense. Granted, the Warriors were a, a great defense with Kevin Durant, but we saw that Clay, uh, we saw Clay, Steph, uh, Katie, Draymond, Iggy out there. Yeah. We, we just saw, we saw all of that, you know, that, that's all I'm saying. I, it's a fun conversation. I, I, I like this. You know, I, I like having these. Yeah. Okay. Conversations. Okay. How about how about this last thing? Where do you think he's going to end up? Where do I think he's going to end up? I think he's going to end up in. Whoo! I have some strange, stupid feeling he's going to end up as a king. Like I really do. Okay. It's going to. I just. I just feel like the Kings are going to be that franchise that really just. Let me tell you. I think a lot he's going to end up. Huh? You want to tell you? I think he's going to end up. Where? I think if he stays. In the season, he might, he's gonna end up as a rocket. I mean, I I think he should have been a rocket last season. I, I think, think that, I think John Wall might fit very well in the 76ers, even though his contract is ridiculous. I I 100 agree with you on the fit. I think the Rockets are the best. I think the I think the 76ers should have traded for James Harden, and they messed I, that one up. I just wonder if Daryl Morey like how that works. Do you trade for, do you ask for Jalen Green? That's the only way I could see that, like, happen. You gotta get Jalen Green out of this thing. Cause I could all, no, I, I just think the 76ers want a point guard. So I could also, like, I, like, I don't think Sexton is gonna be enough. Like, I don't, that's why I don't, that's why, I, like, I don't think the Cavs would work. Also the fit. Right. But like, what about Portland? What if, what if he's gonna be pissed off over there? But I mean, what if you're able to get Dame? If you're able to get Dame, like, if you're 76ers, you could get Dame. By all means, go do it. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know yeah. if that's gonna happen, but I think uh, I'm gonna go Rockets. I like, yeah, I like the Rockets fit. I see the Kings just being that stupid team that really does like everything. Dude, I think. Dude, the thing is, the Warriors hate the idea of Andrew Wiggins so much. A guy that doesn't love basketball being around players like Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, I feel like drives them absolutely nuts every day. Even like Steve Kerr. I really do. I I, I don't think they want him. I don't think they're sold on Wiseman. And I think they want to get rid of them before it gets any worse. <laughs> Honestly. Let's wrap it up here. I think Wiseman, as, as, as you pointed out, like if you want to make that move now while he has two more years left on his contract, Wiggins, it's just very athletic man, good defender, all that stuff. He's just the thing with Wiggins is everyone's down on him because he got overpaid for what he does. That's really it. But I think that's a good, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, John, unless you got anything else to say. But as John's vigorously shaking his head, no, saying, I am good. I am good. But hey, John, solid podcast, solid episode, solid Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Solid Knicks Summer League. Solid Knicks Summer League. You know, looking forward to watching the Knicks play the Hawks. Um, but yeah, man, solid stuff. Good episode. Solid offseason. Everything, the, the, the Knicks have been pretty solid the last couple. I'm, I'm very content. Same. I'm content. I think that's the best word to describe this offseason. Content. Oh, uh, Jalen Johnson not playing. Breaking news. Blech. All right. Now on that note, <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. 
You know what to do, everyone. Make sure to go give us that five-star rating and to leave us a comment if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, it's okay, because we're here for you. (laughs) If you don't have Apple, it's all right. We're available on all other streaming platforms. We're available on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher. You name it, we are there. Also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. We got stuff coming Mm -hmm. out, man. So, everyone, please make sure to stay tuned for later this week because guess what? The New York Jets just played this past weekend, and you know John is going to help me break that down. We got to get – we got some overreactions for the New York Jets coming up. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tune in. Oh, yeah. Tune in later this week for another Jets episode, too. But thank you, everyone. Catch you later. (laughs) Colin Coward has the Jets going 5-0, baby. Let's go. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park